What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Anime Brothers Podcast. I'm host number one, JD the Simple here, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Earthworm the Mighty. How's it going, buddy? Uh, honestly, not great. I've I've gotten <laughs> sick for the first time in like a year and a half. Oh, fucking A, man. Like, I, you haven't been sick all year, too. No, ever since the masks thing happened, I have not been sick. So, like, say what you will about oh, their effectiveness wink, wink, you know? against COVID, but, like, they work against everything else, apparently. <laughs> That's why, uh, like, everyone in, like, China and Japan just wear masks anyway when they're walking the, the streets. <laughs> if you work with the public or you, like, you're with around a bunch of people, like, they think that's a good idea. And I'm starting to think that's a good idea. Um, I got a but Not in America. You're not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> it's kicking my ass, man. Like, I, I used to run through head colds like they were nothing. And, oh, the, the nasal drip on the first day was the worst thing. It felt like mm. somebody, there was a little gnome in the back of my throat taking a hot steak and poking me. Like, ha ha. It has ha-ha. to be better, though, knowing that you, you kind of, you quit smoking. I think you've announced it. Uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. You do I, your, I, your little vaping, but you don't yeah. smoke cigarettes anymore. So that I must did. really help. I think, dude. But I also, like, it's fucked up because I was sitting there yesterday going, man, this vape is just adding to the the collection in the back of my throat. And I'm like, man, if I had a cigarette, I bet it'd dry that motherfucker up. No, it would I didn't not smoke help. one. It would I not didn't. help. But there's always that I, I'm all. It, it's an addict thing, man. Like this, the the vape is nice, but I'm still looking like any any reason I can get a cigarette. And then luckily, that part in my brain's like, nope, nope, you don't do that anymore. Bad. Yeah. So Bad once again, uh, you know, the anime bros are separated. He asked if you know I wanted him over, and I'm like, you know, you seem like you're miserable. I also don't want to get sick because yeah, I, I've actually gone. You know, knock on wood, I'm knocking on our table here. I uh, haven't gotten sick at all. I got the COVID kind of like hit when I got my shot. But other than but that, that's not I actually haven't... being sick. That's just that side effects yeah. of your yeah, it, it, that's good stuff. Hey, but update, though, my wife finally got her second shot. So she's fully vaccinated. She oh, was really nice. against going for it just because of the things she heard about that women go through, possibly. So she was very, very, very worried. But she did it. And let me tell you, I kicked her ass for two weeks. But we kind of had like a, not an argument, but a little competition where she's like, well, I didn't get as bitchy as you did. And I was like, wow, all I did was lay on a couch and just watch shows all day because I felt like shit. And you're saying I bitched the whole time? That's so mean. <laughs> and uh, she was sitting in the bed, like just dying and all that, texting me, I think I'm going to throw up and all this shit. And I'm like, you're telling me that I did that? I didn't even ever say that. So <laughs> um, yeah, it... real quick though, speaking of me being sick, I... Didn't bring any tissues in here, so JD, filibuster, or just be quiet and I'll add hold music, but I gotta go get something to 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 oh, wipe yeah. my nose. Oh, we could filibuster for the people. Okay, guys, let's have a nice conversation while Earthworm's getting some tissues here. It is hot as balls today. I have to say balls just because, you know, the area around the balls gets really, really hot and sweaty. I don't know why I decided we need to describe this situation here, but there's a term called bat wings. I usually say that, like, my bat wings are, like, starting to come out. And that's where literally your balls are so sweaty and sticky, they stick to the side of your legs. And when you try to lift your leg, that's why if you ever see a guy trying to lift his leg a little bit and, like, adjust his boxers, he's trying to get those bat wings to stay down. He doesn't want them to flap out. He doesn't want there to be non-stop, like, stickiness. It just feels really really weird and uncomfortable hence why i don't wear jeans when it's over 90 degrees i mean you're just 
asking yourself and your balls to be completely stuck to each other, sweating profusely. It's just, it's just a. I, I mean, you, swamp ass is no joke. Yeah, I'm not That's, just talking about swamp ass. I'm talking about the bat wings. I always talk about. The <laughs> I, I just had a full conversation about bat wings and like how I tell people, and some don't understand. It's like, what is bat wings? And I have to describe it. But I tried to keep it a little bit PG-13, so you know the younger generation doesn't have to worry about my profanity. Fair, fair. I just I kind of yeah. lump that in with the old swampo asso. But um, we have some things to talk about. But uh, the topic today is going to be, as if you haven't already read the title, about Megalobox. Yeah, some good yeah, old school. Um, God, sweet science. That that's sweet, the term. Just sweet science. Some sweet science, uh, baby. But we're talking about Megalobox. Uh, it was because it was pretty much the recommendation or forcing uh, from Jeff from Otaku Host Club because he won uh, the tournament. Uh, I'm not yeah, trying to spoil he, things. His, but go he back. Had, yeah, he had the champion in the uh, in the villain tournament. So yeah, like JD said, go go check that out and see uh, see who won. Yeah, how we got here because yeah, we were forced to watch it. But you know, this wasn't this not a this, bad this, thing. Not a bad thing. No, Jeff was uh, nice to us. Yeah, he was. Matt, so, Matt's over here, like, yeah, watch on. You're gonna watch his sister fucking. That's what you're gonna watch. <laughs> Jeff's like, you guys, you guys like boxing, kind of, right? And we're like, yeah, as much as the next guy. Yeah, watch this. <laughs> um, but basically, I want to talk about a situation that had happened to me recently because we don't get many awkward JD stories of, you know, things I've had to go through. And I guess it's not totally awkward, but I'm gonna tell you, Earthworm, and you're gonna understand why I didn't. I just like left the situation. The thing is, is I I know I've seen you be uncomfortable before. You're you seem to be you are always uncomfortable around like my family because granted they made people uncomfortable. And also, so I, I get that I already knew your dad didn't really like me, and then you confirm it. So I'm like, yeah, see, this is why I knew it. So like my my dad was a weird fellow though. So like no no worries there. But uh, f- yeah yeah for real, I know exactly. Like you have one mode that you go in when you're uncomfortable. And I'll, I'll I'll just picture you in that mode, but but please hit a, hit us with it. Okay, so I, basically, me and my buddy Devin, who we've watched Attack on Titan together and stuff, I've told about him on the podcast. We're hanging out and all that, and basically, we have to go around and run some errands for myself. I got to get stamps. I got to do adult shit. I had to go pick up things at like you know the grocery store, and I was like, oh, Shaw's can do both. You can get groceries and you can get stamps. This is like great. I'm trying oh, yeah. to not drive every single place. Now, there's no um, surprise here, but I do smoke on the occasion. I do, you know, dabble in the marijuana. Um, hey, basically, it's, it's legal, buddy. It is legal. So basically, me and my buddy were smoking a little before we went, but I, I felt like I was capable enough, like, I'll be able to interact with people a little bit. I just have to get my stamps, get some groceries, and I'm going to dip. So we go in there, we're talking. I didn't realize how high I really was until I got in there, and, you know, you start seeing people walking by and all that stuff, and I'm like, oh, boy. This is rough. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm about to go right to the customer service. And I see somebody stacking a bunch of beer up on a display that's right in front of the customer service. Nobody here in the podcast knows who this person is, but I run into a guy named John. Okay, so you're going to name drop him, though. I'm going to have to beep that out. <laughs> it's just not like they're going to find him. What if they do, though? Like, what if we gain a super fan that's like, I They're like, don't worry, I fucked that did, guy up for if you. If anybody disrupts the brothers, I will kill them. <laughs> we get a yandere, dude. That could be cool. Okay, well, you can block out the name part, but okay. So I just see a person that I used to work for in an old company that Earthworm is now going back to. 
Hell yeah. Um, pretty much delivering beer, wine, and soda, but he was putting up a beers display. Now, this person, there's very few people in the world that I hate. Like, I can use the word hate. And most of the people I told stories about him hate him too, just because they know how much of an asshole he is and how much of he, a condescending prick and how he's two-faced. He'll talk all nice to you real quick. Then he'll text you, hey, next time do this right or I'm going to make sure to tell on you. And then he'll see you in person and be like, hey, how you doing? How's the family? It's like, fuck yourself. <laughs> so either way, I've had verbal conversations with him. I've gotten into it in person. He's talked shit to me like how literally he's like, you don't, he like, he's literally cussed at me saying, you don't fuck with me, blah, blah, blah. And then I see him and it's like, he turns into a different person. Not saying I beat the shit out of him, but he just acted different every fucking time. So I'm walking straight up. I'm a, and he's right in front of the customer service. There's no way I can get by him without him noticing me. <laughs> shit. And I missed he's the mask. literally stacking. <laughs> I don't. I, that's the one thing because there's no more mask. All of a sudden, Devin's like hearing me. T I accidentally talk out loud. I'm like, oh, fuck. And he's like, what? I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, what? And then immediately he's about to turn around and I just panic. I literally dip out and go down <laughs> another uh, alleyway. Basically like Spider-Man where literally he just jumps out of the way and he's like, how'd you do that so fast? I went so fast. <laughs> Devin's just still sitting there in the aisle looking around. Then he sees me and he starts huddling to me. He's like, why are we going this way? I'm like, dude, I know this sounds really stupid, but John's right there. And he knows about him. He's like, oh, the John's guy from, you know, that company. I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. I'm like, I can't, I can't interact with him right now. And he's like, why would you have to? I'm like, he's right in front of the customer service thing. And if he sees me and even knows, even knows that I'm high, he's, he's going to know. And he's going to literally think, probably, he's trying to get me out of my job. New job. Yes. And yes, really? he would. You think he's, dude, that this spiteful? guy is petty. He's, like he's so a dick, petty, but like, I don't he think so that petty. sounds like a lot of work. But everybody at like that company knows where I was going. Technically, I think I, I just I don't know. They half you've, of them are on my no, Facebook. You've gone still. to like you've done like different jobs since you've you're fine. But that's funny. That's hilarious. They went to the. I, I literally have Facebook. Some of them are still on there. They could keep track of me because you know who also was there it was Will Cocaine. <laughs> you know Will. He was there. Oh my god. So there was two salesmen and they were in different parts of the store. And I, I looked right at him. And I said, we're going to have to leave. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, I can't, I can't do it today. So I'm going to get stamps another day. So we just left and I didn't get any groceries and I didn't get any stamps. Wild homie. <laughs> I went all the way back home, did nothing. And then I think we went and got something to eat. And that, that was it. That was, that was my day. Like I've done that. Like back in the day, like seeing my ex-girlfriend in like a Walmart. Oh God, if that happened like, too, gotta I would have, yeah, gotta, gotta go. deal with that. Hide in, uh, hide in a coat rack or whatever the hell. No lie though, probably if I wasn't under the influence of some, you know, marijuana, I probably would have been fine. I probably yeah, wouldn't have overthought would. things. You just I'd probably tell them how dude. well I'm doing now and like, fuck you, I still hate you. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows how I would have acted, but I would have been able to deal with it. But because of my situation, I felt vulnerable. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> no but either way either but, uh, yeah, way that, that that was my uh awkward uh my awkward interaction so uh, yeah. i'm i'm honestly proud man sometimes you strike me as a guy who nothing phases and i it makes me happy to see you be fucking human in that regard yeah sometimes you know people I mean? think i'm the kirito in this situation but that's not true no i feel things <laughs> It's yeah, I know you feel things, but it's just like 
most social interactions, like I know that mode you get into, but you can like muscle through it. Me, I'm just like shut down, initiate. Well, I feel so, like with the COVID and all that, we have had less interactions, which I've been upset with because, you know, me, I'm, I don't mind once in a while going out. But I liked it at it, first, but I'm starting to really see the impacts of it now. I'm like, man, am I just going to, can I just hermit? Can I just it, be well, a that's, hermit? That's the thing is in now the, some people woods? either got comfortable with it and forgot how to interact or just forgot about how, it is a trade-off for both ways. It's inconvenient and convenient on both sides. And yeah, I don't know. You just find out, can I even interact anymore? <laughs> so Oh, sh- shit's w- rough, fam. Like I noticed when the masks first came off that people's facial expressions were weird for about a week. Like, yeah, because everyone's been hiding behind them. Yeah, nobody, nobody saw your mouth for a year and a half. <clears throat> so you, I, I know I was doing weird shit just because nobody can see. It's just one more thing to like, I don't know entertain myself through the workday just like making funny yeah. faces and whatnot if someone inter- like pissed me off a little bit more i was able to like grit my teeth or make a bunch of like pissed off at least lip movements you could talk and a lot now... of shit under the masks and nobody would hear you oh yeah you could mumble the fuck is like get out of my way you asshole yeah <laughs> yep but um yeah another thing that I'm, i've noticed though this is where i'm trying to say is the trade-off is like today it's just like we're we're getting to a situation here where I, I, I need to go and get headlights and bulbs and all that for my vehicle, right? And I, I went to a simple auto zone, uh, even went to a Napa, and you drive there because you're trying to look up things online and they don't have the exact part that you want. So what you used to be able to do is you go in, tell them what you have for your vehicle, explain what you're looking for because a computer just doesn't understand the details you're trying to explain. And I miss that because also Fair. sometimes that's why human interaction and an actual person knows what you're trying to explain compared to all these voicemail or or computer shit i, I think sometimes cars we get are too weird far. man yeah so i get there yeah, like... and i'm talking to a new guy and basically it's like they lost all communication skills like they don't know what to do anymore because they're, they're not finding anything i'm trying to explain what i'm looking for maybe it was a new person but he didn't know how to type on the computer he didn't know exactly what i was explaining and i couldn't find the part and the guy got kind of like a little aggravated that I kept trying to say, well, is there another store that has it? I'll drive there. He's like, you know what, bud? It's probably better if you just go online. And it's like, when have we gotten to this point where you're so lazy? And I'm sorry to say it, but you're a little lazy. He's like, you, you don't even want to try to help out somebody that I'm not being rude. And you're like, you just go online. That's basically taking your job away, bud. Like using he Amazon. He's kind of or... being right, though. Like it's probably easier to find it online. And but that's... it wasn't because I was trying online. This is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. But and now everyone's like, just try online. Just do this. Just do online. And we've gotten to that point, And it's like sometimes, sometimes it's not better. And we're all just getting a little bit lackadaisical on certain things lackadaisical uh, hit him with the words you gotta i mean i I gotta come out here preaching is like sometimes human interaction and actual when you go to a mechanic you drive up to a mechanic and you tell him what's going on and he's supposed to know what he's doing he doesn't look at you and say well just go online look it up and fix all these problems yourselves or go get the part no for the most part you expect to drive in have him do it and drive out what would you do if you drove in like not sure i can do it why don't you look online and figure it out it just, it's not, it's not how it works. <laughs> it's not how this works. I don't know why, but I feel like this is a conversation that should be had on the Joe Rogan podcast. Like, 
Well, this is, my every, this, is my, this is my everyday life right now, and I've been going through some stuff in the like last couple of days. Yeah. And I wanted to let it all out there, so that that was it. Uh, I'll stop talking now, though. No, I'm, you're fine. <laughs> uh, did you watch any anime besides Megalobox? No, that's the thing. Hell I, we yeah. Did the, we Hell did yeah. the seasonals like nonstop, and then we, we busted out Megalobox. I did it in like two days, so that way we could talk about it. And I, some, I felt like, nerd like a, shit? Well, like I've been watching like some some Marvel like TV shows. You like, watched the Space Loki. Jam, didn't you? That's fucking cool. I just watched that like the night before we just recorded this. So yes, I did watch Space Jam with my wife. But yeah. that's see, that's we could talk. Let's do a Space Jam episode for fuck's sake, man. I mean, I'm down to do it as an extra episode if you want to talk about Space Jam. I love Space Jam. There was a debate yes. in the Discord last night about Space Jam over Looney Tunes back in action. So I think we watched them both take critical notes and then decide. I what used the to best have Looney Tunes back in That's action. That's a dope actually. movie. Yeah, it, it is. has Brendan Fraser or Jerry O'Connell because they're whatever the same person. happened to whatever happened to Brendan Fraser. He's just Jerry O'Connell now. He just switches Uh-oh. back and forth. They're the same person. At me. Okay. Okay. That makes <laughs> sense. But. Yeah, so no, I was I finished the Loki uh, TV show or anyone that's been keeping up to date with the Marvel TV shows. Holy shit, what a fucking ending. And the Multiverse of Madness is now going to fucking happen, but I'm not going to say how. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've seen memes, so I figured something was going on. Yeah, I've, al- I've already talked to your girlfriend, and we're going to force you to come over and watch the shows. Yeah, I've, I, she's either hinted or straight up told me. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I know, like, because we're at this point, we're sharing, like, you know, Crunchyroll, but Disney is not mine. It, it's, I'm borrowing it from, from Billy. Yeah, so, and that's a third-party base- share. That's, that's rough. Yeah, like, so I gave pretty Rob much you, my crunchy yeah. roll, but it's my crunchy roll. Like it's mine to give out. Exactly, and you know, I figured worst case that's gonna happen is since their TV show, especially WandaVision, they're only thirty minute episodes. We could bust out almost like six episodes, which is a two hour film, and there's only six episodes. So oh, really? Boom, you're already done. Yeah, I love. There's some short. reason I love when something's six episodes. It's like even if it's not good, I'm like, oh, well, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. Loki six episodes, but they're like forty five minutes, like a normal okay. one. But even so, they're just as long as a long movie. But now you have breaks in between, like you like, and like you said, you don't smoke anymore as much. So yeah, it's not like I not like I gotta go outside every twenty fucking minutes. Hold on, I need another fucking cigarette. It's awful, man. Don't if you if you're listening, if you're obviously listening because you're hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> you're obviously listening, but. <laughs> Do not smoke cigarettes. I mean, don't even vape unless it's to get off of cigarettes. But, like, don't do it. It's bad. And I'm not even just being preachy about it. Like, it, 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 first of all, you're broke. Like, you're just broke if you smoke cigarettes. I don't care how much money you make. You're broke. <laughs> and second of all, like, yeah, I don't. I, it didn't make me feel like I'm the fittest guy in the world when I quit. But, like, yeah. Yeah, I feel better. Hell, I, I feel a little bit healthier. It's good. But Don't no, either. It. But either way, I, I highly recommend anyone. Which I think nowadays Marvel is just killing it with how like the the roles that they're picking for people to play and the amount of like you think how are they going to keep this going? And they actually do think it out pretty goddamn well. These sons of bitch. And and then they move on to like the people that are going to inherit the roles from the next person and move on because they can't keep the same people. And sure. It just they do it right. They just do it right so far, and they're finally bringing in a lot of women leads yeah. that are really doing amazing. Like Wandavision, I'm not gonna lie, it's my favorite one. Scarlet um, Witch. Yeah. So no, all in all, that's what I've been doing, kind of doing other nerdy shit. But uh, I'll get back on the anime train. But I've definitely been busting out a lot quickly, 
and I needed kind of like a just a break because I was reading so much. I even did Megalobox in dub because I didn't want to read. Sure. And I felt like it was really well done, so I don't think that's going to be an issue. Yeah. It seemed like something that would have a good dub. Yeah, did you watch the sub? I did. Okay, so we have different aspects then. Yes, I also have to sneeze, but it's not happening. <laughs> bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Oh, that made it go away. But That's it's, right. It's, it, well, it's still there. Oh, uh, well, this is I can't pure help you torture. Well, do you, do you have anything you want to say? Anything nerdy you've been doing before we talk about Megalobox? Uh, yes, I do. So I, um, if you've been checking out our show, you have seen that we posted a, an extra episode where I sat down with Danny from Anime Summit to talk about Fruits Basket. I was not invited because he hates me. Because you don't watch Fruits Basket. I mean, he made me, an extra episode to just be without me. That's it. It's actually titled Fruits Basket Talk, but what's the content is we, it's top 10 things we hate about JD. <laughs> that would be good. It's like a watch mojo. It's fun. I actually Everybody. would listen to that and just be like, ah, he's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. One of these days we have to have like a roast. Earthworm <laughs> the anime, and JD roast. The anime we got to get all roast. our guests on. We have to bring like Matt from here. We got to bring Psalm, Danny, everyone, and then just have them roast us. Hell yeah. No, we'll <laughs> have the Melancholies. We'll have the Host Club. We'll have Summit. We'll have fucking talking anime, Mitch and Sky. Just everybody gets like five minutes to tear us apart. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, play the anyway, podcast. So that episode is out. At the time of recording, I had not watched season three, the final season of Fruits Basket 2019. Well, now I have. I completed it last night, and it was amazing. It was super powerful. Definitely didn't end how I expected it, and that was good. Like, damn. I, I didn't cry, but I think if my sinuses weren't completely filled with other stuff, it would have happened. Because I, 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 felt, I felt stuff. My heart was heavy. So, yeah, honestly, like, this might be premature, but Fruits Basket easily has a place in my top ten. All right. I so, don't think that's true, but we'll find out. Hey, I'm I'm just saying. It, it was amazing. And uh, on the Fruits Baskets uh, topic, keep on the lookout uh, on the Anime Summit podcast because I am going to be joining Danny for to talk about the final season. So, yeah, check out our episode. And when it's out, check out their episode. Thank you, Danny. We appreciate you. We I mean, Earthworm, Earthworm appreciates you. We all appreciate you. <laughs> I have no soul, and I love it. Mm -hmm. All yeah, right, so we did say uh, that about you. No, I, I take that as a, a credit to myself. So you're like you goddamn right. <laughs> you know, I have no soul, and I'm I'm married anyway. You know, what? You know what can't get Sharon gone? Someone with no soul. <laughs> yeah, you've never seen these rock leaf fists, have you? <laughs> All right, so I think it's time to talk about Megalobox, you know, the mechanized boxing competition show that is Boxing Megalobox. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much ro it's fucking what what's the old game? Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots plus people equals Megalobox. Now, basically, yeah, that's what it is. So they have these enhancement gears that are like put around their shoulders and their arms to help enhance them to be able to punch stronger hit faster and even some of some of these machines or um enhancements are able to read defenses and actually like block or stuff like that 
Yeah, so, they come in all shapes and sizes. Some of them are small and compact and built more for speed. You see some guys that aren't even official boxers have the gear. And like the one guy from the pawn shop or whatever, he yeah. had this massive set of gear. And he's like, yeah, I don't box. This is just for beating the fuck out of people in the street. <laughs> yeah, there was one guy that had like the enhancements where it's not even boxing gloves. It's literally like metal knuckles. So like that's not meant to like just hurt yeah. someone. That's meant to like kill somebody. Yeah, no, like this, he said, I don't I do not fight in the ring. I, I fight in the in the desert. I, I kill people. <laughs> I kill people. But then he got his ass whooped by Joe with no gear, and it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> now, there will probably be spoilers about this first season. We heard about the second season. Even, even It's either out or it's coming out. I think, so. it, I think it was part of the spring lineup. So, uh, yeah, we'll probably maybe. I, I think I'm going to check out the second season at some point on my own, even if we don't do it for show purposes, because I'm interested. I had a really good time watching the show. Absolutely. Um. So... The show pretty much opens up with uh, basically, as you find out his name, he wants to call Joe. But at the time, he was just called Junk Dog because I don't think he even had a name given to him. No. Um, and, he, and he's living in the slums of like this city where it's not really apocalyptic, is it? Or is it more of like a just futuristic society where there's a poor you know, district and then there's the rich district? That's kind of what's like that. going on. It's like super mega neo-capitalism where it's like... Rich people are here, poor people are here, and that's the end of it. Like, separate yes. the line. Because there's crazy shit is, going on. I do then, I do yeah. like the, the story. It's just, it's definitely a very standard kind of story. It's nothing too big world building. No. It's, just, it's within the story. It's kind of like very, very... It's a character uh, story at the end of the day. Like the, For the, sure. The plot, it's not like Joe's going around changing the world or saving people. It's it's just about him and his competition and him essentially putting his life on the line to to box and feel alive, which is something that it kind of hints at early. Like every time he's on the motorcycle in the first few episodes, he he that rides, boy wrecks it like he's Joseph Joestar. Yeah, like he he rides almost off a cliff and then he tumbles and then he he fucking puts the bike on its side or whatever. And it's you're I'm thinking at first, like, why is he doing this? Is this guy just like zoning out while driving? And after watching him progress in the show, I'm starting to think that he was just looking for anything to make him feel alive. That coming to the brink of death was like the only thing that got his heart really racing. No, yeah, he was definitely he's an adrenaline junkie is how I would call it from. Oh, without me and the doubt. boys that would always like to go. We like to go fast. We drive we would drive fast vehicles or go really fast down places like 20 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour over. Yeah, and you get you get like a, it's definitely a high from going super fast, knowing that you're technically risking yourself if you decided to go off the road, someone hit you or anything like that. Hell yeah, but like Joe's an adrenaline junkie that doesn't have like a wife at home waiting for him. He doesn't have like a whole <laughs> bunch of friends that love him and care about him. He's and a whole all family. alone. So Hell. that that like increases it tenfold as far as I'm concerned. Like he's looking for that high. He has no reason to hold him back from from going that extra distance. It's just so happened that he hasn't right. decided to ride off the cliff yet. Yeah. And basically what's happening is, is he's getting into fights or, or betting fights with this, um, with this coach he has named Yambu. It's Yambu, right? Nambu. Nambu, not Yambu. I, that I watched, I'm pretty sure that it was spelled Nambu, but I know it's just, you know, since now I'm been watching like, dub, they say it a lot different. I, I thought they said Yambu, but maybe it's, I will just say Nambu. I'll go with uh, Nambu. 
Fair. Either way, but uh, he has an old coach that's actually pretty much helping Joe, not helping Joe because he's helping him fight, but also to pretty much pay the debt that he owes like a mob. They're having to throw fights. Yeah. And it, it's kind of shitty, but you see it. It's a lot of things that happen in boxing. Show. I know Pulp Fiction, uh, the fighter in that is supposed to be throwing fights. Yeah. A boxing, boxing notoriously was, yeah. got like super corrupt uh, back in like, I think it was the 90s, maybe even before that. But I was going to profe- say the 80s too. Yeah. But professional boxing got unbelievably corrupt. I'm pretty sure Don King had something to do with that. I don't know the whole story, but like. Yeah, that's kind of why boxing fell in uh, in popularity because nobody knew if the results were real. And unless you go into it knowing that or are a kid like watching pro wrestling, you want to know what you're watching is legitimate. Exactly. And it just shows it's more of a realistic take that this happens a lot, but you can see that it really bothers Joe because Nambu is telling him constantly, "You're you're a good fighter. You actually yeah. have talent." But then the next minute he's like all right well so we're gonna throw the fight in the third round around a minute in and it's like well do you really believe in me and it's like you think nambu is kind of just in it for himself because he owes a debt the thing that I, you know the thing yeah you're right he he nambu is super selfish but like he's not lying to joe because you have no, he's to, not you have to be a good boxer to throw fights like that you can't suck out there and expect to last until the third round one minute in and then you know, after keeping it competitive and getting the odds on your favor and then getting knocked out, like you have to be really, really good to do that shit. Exactly. And nope. uh, it quickly turns into like, I, th- I think it's another ride that um, Joe you uh, goes for, but basically he's going through a ride through the, the city um, and he basically almost runs into um, the president of the boxing company. Yeah, and almost hits her on the road because she was looking at the newly constructed building that the big boxing tournament Megalobox was going to happen. What is it called? Megalomanium or it's a megal megalonia. Megalonia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this big tech company has decided that they are going to put on a Megalobox tournament with the best Megaloboxers in, I'd assume, the world. I mean, it's Um, only four. I I know it was maybe time constraints or how they wanted to set it up, but it was only. Two and only ended up being and... four. There was a lot of preliminary fights or like sanctioned yeah. fights that kind of determined shit. But uh, so when, yeah, when you think of a tournament, it's not really a tournament. It was more of like the the semifinals of the of the kind whole tournament. Of. Yeah, yeah. mini tournament arc. But there was um, I liked I personally as a, as a fight fan, I liked watching Joe climb the ranks, having to find an opponent that was uh, ranked higher than him to to ensure that he's going to get where he needs to be. Oh, absolutely. I mean. The the thing about the show was is in a way I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it, it was a good story but I knew Joe was probably gonna make it to the finals or at least the semifinals. Sure, there was there wasn't no like high cue moments where it's like it could go either way. You no. had an idea that this was gonna be the shonen main character is gonna make it. Just how is the ending gonna go? But somehow I still enjoyed the journey because of the cast of characters. Yeah, uh, especially the kid that they meet. Um, and I forgot his name. Asachio. But- Sachio, oh, I love Sachio. Which was weird. Like he just kind of started hanging out and yeah. knew a bunch about boxing, and I was like, "This feels kind of rushed, but well, whatever. Fuck it." No, I, I love the kid. I <laughs> no, he was a really cool kid. Him. Yeah, a little nerdy kid that really knows how to sometimes better train Joe. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, yeah, basically, he almost runs into the president, uh, president of the company, and she was gonna pay him, you know, to fix his bike and whatever, and. He didn't want her damn money. And then Yuri, the champion of uh, Megaloboxin, was with her. 
and kind of got upset with how Joe was talking to his lady. <laughs> yeah, you know? I think they have some sort of. It seems like they have a romantic relationship in the oh, beginning. Oh yeah, she, if, she's got her. She's got a romantic ties with him. I oh believe. yeah, she she wants Yuri if nothing else. Uh, but I assume they're like mutually romantic. But they are business partners at least. Yes, because she runs the company and he's basically the champion and the face of the company, yeah. showing off this new gear that. What was it? it? It looked pretty cool. It looked like his whole arm was robotic. His, that's his whole, both arm. It essentially like was some some slip on full arm gauntlets. It wasn't slip part. on. We found that out. Well, no, but I mean, you slip them on and then you sew them in for, for lack of a better term. But right. yeah, it, it connected right to your nervous system. So there was no delay in uh, in reaction time in your gear. Yeah, because while the others had like hydraulics or something to help, it's still there was always a delay with most machines if you didn't get it completely connected to your nervous system. Because like anything that's controlled through a computer or something like that, there's always that slight delay. Like me and Earthworm right now talking through the airways, there's just always a slight delay behind receiving, you know, the voices. Yeah, it's just the computers and and like you said, airwaves or whatever. I don't know how it works, but it takes Technology. time to process it. It's it's the difference between like a an XLR mic like JD's using right now and a USB mic like I'm using right now. His gets, I mean, as far as like milliseconds go, gets uh, he receives the signal so much quicker than mine. I mean, it's not like a huge difference, but it's there. Sucks it's to there. be you, <laughs> <laughs> but with with shit like that, with fighting, uh, a minor, minor difference in speed or read time or anything like that is a huge advantage. Right. And and like I said, these people can punch incredibly more hard because of it. And here, here's my thing. I, I'm going to put out a critique in the middle of talking about this. Sure. Because my whole fact was, why did we need the enhancements in the first place in this world. I get it. It's to change it up. Boxing a little dull. So let's add robotic fists and make the powerful punches. My thing is normally people can almost die if they got punched by a, like a, a world heavyweight boxer. Just yeah. getting in the head, you know, concussion wise. Now you're adding these things that could possibly cave in your head. Why did like who accepted this? They're like, yeah, this is fine. Everyone will be fine. We're, no, we're gonna, I, we're gonna, you're you know? right. It didn't need. This could have just been, been a, boxing. a boxing anime. It exactly. didn't need the gear. I think the gear was to get you into like, yeah, this is a new kind of idea. But then quickly, you know, we're spoiling it, uh, spoiling this. But there's by the end of it, there's actually less megaloboxing and more just boxing. So yeah. I sat back thinking, I feel like this could have all have been avoided to just well, have it be a boxing thing. But then I, I get I it. I think the it, gear but. was necessary, not for the world so much as it was necessary to give Joe his hook to yes. give, to make him stand out as an exceptional character rather than just a guy who's good at boxing. He's not just going in and beating the fuck out of other boxers. He's going in and facing guys who could without a doubt, kill him with a solid punch to, to the chin or to the, to the nose or whatever. And he's going in there with a significant disadvantage as far as power goes. And when Earthworm says a disadvantage, it finds out is after him and Yuri kind of go at it a little bit, uh, you know, saying, you know, what is your megalobox? And I want you to show me and kind of talking shit. Yuri shows up at one of his rings when he's doing his like matches and whatever and fights him, destroys Joe, basically, yeah. because, you know, that's just how it is. And then after that, Joe decides, all right, I'm going to 
fight my way up to go against you because Yuri said, I want you to meet me at my ring. So that was the whole journey. All right, I'm going to get there. And quickly, it doesn't take more than an episode. He becomes what they call gearless Joe, meaning he yeah. fights without gear. So Yeah, so the the whole thing is Joe convinces Nambu, his coach, and the guy who has been ma- essentially making him throw fights. He's the one who's convincing him to stay and throw fights with him. He convinces him to try to get him into Megalonia. So Nanbu convinces the essentially mob the boss, mob Yakuza guy, yeah. boss, whatever the hell, he convinces him to give them a shot. So this guy gets him a fake ID because Joe's not technically a citizen, and he gets him in so he can actually Which is really compete. horrible. So you're, you're poor, so you're not a citizen, so you can't sign up for boxing, meaning like there could be talent out there in the world, yeah. and yet you're not allowed to go and compete. It just yeah, that I, was another thing I did like to see is like yeah. they did add a little bit to the world there. That that was definitely a minor theme in this is that like don't I think I think you hit it right on the head is that don't don't count out talent just because they don't have the same opportunities. Like there's the yeah. best the best boxer we've ever seen. There's a good chance that that person never stepped into a boxing ring for one reason or another. You know, same idea with anything. The best football player, basketball player, the best manga artist never got a chance and just decided, eh, well, I'm going to take this regular job instead. Yeah, exactly. So basically he's going up the ranks. He's gearless Joe. And like you said, that makes sense. This is what made me think of Joe as more than just a character that wants to feel alive again and kind of a little bit of the uh, yandere type of like, yeah, I don't have feelings, you know, I don't feel nothing kind no, of shit. Oh yeah, very soondere kind of. <laughs> and this is, I know it was kind of like a Jotaro, like badass, but he was different was because he, he was cocky. He was one that was like telling Yuri, I'll fight you. And then he gets his ass beat and he's still like, that's it. That's all you got. Like I did like that personality. So he wasn't yeah. just that stereotypical badass because, you know, he took some hits. It reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, did you get an idea like Joe Frazier or Joe Lewis or anything like that? Or uh, no? no, you know what? Okay, so it's I'm glad you brought that up. Because he wanted the, to go by Joe, and there's a lot of Joes that we know from boxing. This is true, and also in um, in anime. Um, so there's Ashita no Joe, which is an old school anime, like really old school, which I think was like the first boxing anime, if I'm not mistaken. So I think it was kind of an homage to that. Yep. Um, but as far as like what this reminded me of, have you ever seen the movie Cinderella Man? Yes, I have. Did this? I've seen that and the fighter. I've seen that and the fighter. At least in the beginning, did this not remind you a fuck ton of Cinderella Man in the fact that like it was a lot of underground fights. The guy was poor as hell. He gets a chance, you know, and in, in Cinderella Man's case, like that guy was twice as old as every other fighter but at the Cinderella time. But Cinderella, man, they weren't throwing fights, right? I think they... St- I, I can't remember. I know he was working on the docks at some point. I feel like he came back and started throwing fights, but I'm, I might be mistaken. But the whole, like, it had a very 1920s um, or 1930s uh, American, like, Great Depression vibe. Even though, yeah, like, the definitely. clothing and stuff. I don't know. It just reminded me a lot of Cinderella, man. Well, either way, I don't know. It's just when he picked the name, I just started thinking of a lot of boxers in real life. Like if the the creator was like paying homage to to these these people and, and the fact that he had a fighting style where he did take a lot of hits and all it took was like one hit from him and yeah. most of the people would go down. 
I don't know. So I kind of liked that, but maybe that was just me reading into it. So. Well, there were there were a few. I didn't pick up on all of them, but I remember remember Sugar who fought. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Sugar. Gary, or, yeah. or he fought somebody. Um, yeah, you know, he yeah, fought he... Uh, Machio or something like that. Yes, the the, the, the yes, son the with the AI of yeah, the brother of the president of the company. Yes, um, and he that's that's has to be an homage to Sugar Ray Leonard. I I would have to assume. Yeah, I get he gets his ass beat within like two minutes, which that's one thing I will complain is that except for Joe's fight, a lot of the other fights weren't really shown or they didn't go very long. And I get it was meant to show like Yuri's really good, but I wanted I just wanted more competition all around. I'm a tournament type of guy. So sure, when I they finally more of a tournament. Yeah. So when I get to see other people fighting that I don't know who's going to win, it feels good because if you see the main character and the main antagonist, you already have an idea. So that's where I was saying it was very, very easy to see where we were going to get to by the end. The end, like the last two episodes were maybe the only times where I was really caught off guard. Like, oh, this is interesting. Sure. But the rest I could I could see coming a mile away. So that's where it took me out of it, where it was like, yeah, this is good. It's just not breathtaking. Yeah. Um, so what about, well, I guess we'll get into this now. What about like the couple little plot twist because there wasn't a massive massive like no attack on titan-esque plot the the world wasn't huge in this but you know it was a character story and the characters had their own shit going on so um i guess plot spoilers here if you haven't already you know turn back now (laughs) turn back now i must go in i have to know the references (laughs) but um how did you feel when you found out that joe had to throw the fight when he got into megalonia see that was good but what kind of was like throwing me off and I I'm glad they didn't do it I thought for a minute they were gonna make Yambu like the bad guy like he'd been planning this the whole time and whatnot which he and, kind of had but he also didn't really have another choice he had yeah to get but he redeemed himself it's just, when they yeah. showed his backstory about his former student that got injured in the war mm-hmm. and he kind of redeemed himself there where he apologized and went through that I was like okay and then you made this happen after with Joe I was like okay you can't make him go through both of these and come out like a dick still. He needs to have learned his lesson. And he, he technically did because to, to pay back his debt, he pretty much cut out his other eye. Yeah, so. and I didn't I didn't realize it first, but then it clicked. Like, he picked up the knife, and the next time you see him, he's missing an <laughs> eye. It's like, oh, he did that himself? Yeah, and oh, then the Yakuza dude. guy's like, literally, that man just took out his own eye. How can I not let him just leave? That's <laughs> like, the fucking thing, dude. Like, eesh. okay. Because he wanted to see uh, Joe at the last fight. He wanted to see the, the, the big tournament at the end. And now he pretty much doing this, he's not going to see it because he's blind. Um, yeah. And that, that, that was kind of nice. So, no, I, I did like it. What really was the big engaging part for me was that when finally, for some reason, Yuri is seeing Joe climb the ranks this whole time without gear and they meet up right before like the, the match and says, why, why do you fight without gear? And he... Basically, it's like he just shoes him off. Like he doesn't even care about explaining it, and he just put his fists out. And he's like, just knowing that I, I he's like if I get the chance to fight you, that's all I want, and all that stuff. You know, the joy in it. And he just looks so happy about knowing that he could fight Yuri. And then Yuri just all of a sudden was like, you know what? I'm gonna fight him, but I'm gonna make sure I'm on his level. And he takes off the gear. Huh. See, I that, don't know if it was a difference between sub and dub, but at least. I noticed in that interaction, he was like, why do you fight without gear? And and Joe said, because it's it just makes me feel so alive. The fact that I'm risking my life like it's scary as hell, but it's the best feeling I've ever felt. 
But, you know, I think he said something like that. But to me, he was risking his life no matter what. The gear doesn't make a difference because if the other guy with gear punches you, you take it even if you have gear or not. If yeah, you don't but block in time, you blocking, still take... You can block a lot longer with the gear. It gives you a defensive advantage. I guess, but even his gear he was rocking at the beginning of the show was very thin, barely oh, was covering him. Gear. It was yeah. hydraulics. It would break even if it got punched once. So to me, like I'm just trying to break it down for you, what I saw was it wasn't much of a difference. It was cool that he wasn't running gear or ever upgraded to, to using gear, but when he kept saying, I felt more closer to death, to me, I was like, you're, you're, gonna, you're taking the hit either way. Maybe you take one or two more hits, but to me, whatever he was running didn't really help him. So I got it, but it didn't make me go like, that's why you're not running gear. I was like, I don't know. It was weird. I, I know what he's trying to say, but it's like, it, you're taking the hit either way, bud. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. I, I hear what you're saying. I'd rather have him just said, because when it's just, you know, man versus man with no gear and, and, and no worries in the world, but just me versus the other guy, that's where I feel the most alive. That would have been more impactful because to me, I just didn't, the gear to me at this point didn't even matter because I'm watching, you know, this guy without gear fighting without it. And I'm thinking, let's just get to, let's get to some old fashioned boxing. And <laughs> that's what we got at the end of the film. This and I true. was like, yes, yes, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude, Yuri gets his integrated uh, gear. I think that's what it's called. He gets it removed. Yeah. It's, Which uh, is, it's connected to your nervous system, like Earthworm said earlier. Um, And that's painful as shit. <laughs> yeah. No, it shows him, like, absolutely writhing in pain. And this is, like, a week before the fight. And it's like, dude, I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah, the See, president's, like, sitting, like, I'm pulling the fight. And he's like, no, you can't. And like she's hell, trying bitch. She wanted to sell. She's doing like a Tony Stark trying to sell her like weapons to the government, saying this will help soldiers. We're, we're once again, I mean, we're, we're not fighting hand to hand, guys. We're, we're shooting guns and throwing bombs. I don't know where this increases the help with the military, but hey. Well, that's why the you... military guy was like, can you put a gun in it? If you can put a gun in it, that would be cool. Can, can you fly? It's, she's yeah. like, no, I just, I just make punching arms and walking <laughs> arms. Seriously, though, grenade launcher. Makes everything better. Is there any way we can anything? Can we make the Iron Man suit? What are we doing here, guys? This <laughs> Just um, you keep saying that your demands are getting smaller, but they keep getting larger. Come on, I'm not asking for a whole lot. I'm just asking for the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> no, but before the, this whole Yuri and uh, Joe fight, because there were fights before that, I did enjoy Joe versus Machio. That was um, a really good fight. Because that he had the, he had the robotic arms where this was a technology guy that thought if I make arms that can block for me and and pretty much do everything for me, it doesn't matter how good you are at boxing because since I invented this, I'm the one that's winning the fights. But it's like you got it all wrong because he doesn't he's not a good boxer compared to everyone else. He's just letting the machine do it for him. Yeah, like he's an okay boxer. He's not terrible. Um, he's got power and shit without the gear. But yeah, it's it's 100% the gears decision yeah and then and then joe beats him by basically not even putting up his guard so the sensors don't think that they're boxing so it doesn't react or it doesn't even hit joe and i love that aspect of the fight that was the big moment when like all of these fights there wasn't like big brain moments right there that was like oh that's some good shit right there where he couldn't beat him because he didn't put his guard up and that's the only way those integrated gears know how to like all right we're in a boxing match so yeah, i dude. really like that like I, like I said earlier, the sweet science, baby. Sweet it's, science. Boxing's interesting because it's like you only have so many weapons at your disposal. 
you have two hands in which you can punch a guy anywhere from the waist up. And you have to make combinations out of that. It's like mixed martial arts. And you arts. can grapple, but you can't grapple too long. No, like the Makio in the fight, it showed him like throwing Joe and shit. And he did get penalized for it. But like trips, like that, that's illegal. You friend. can't kick. You can't kick. No, you can't kick. So it's like you, that's, that's why boxing is an interesting sport to a lot of people. Because it's less about your, so much about your physical abilities. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of mental game in boxing. I mean, physical comes into it, but you know, like Joe showed, if, you just drop your hands and you and just wait for that counter punch. Everybody's got a chin, you know. Floki, Floki. A lot of no. people have bad bad chins. Thorkill, Thorkill. He's he's got a chin. Toughest guy <laughs> in eleven hundred A.D. and he gets knocked out with a single punch. He's got a glass jaw. Good, good uppercut in the jaw. He's down. Yeah. If if you have just enough power, you don't have to have outstanding power. You just get somebody right in that button, and they're going down, dude. Like that's just the end of it. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Um, Now, before we get to the final fight and all that stuff, like, because I think you definitely enjoyed it more because you've been into the boxing UFC kind of craze for a while now. I'm more of like, I watch like the Kung Fu, like all the more of like all over the place kind of like entertaining kind of fights. Yeah, yeah. Yours are a little bit closer to anime fights than... um... Yeah, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy this, but how did you enjoy the fights? Did you feel like this is everything you wanted or there was like some missed points that you think? No, I I would have wanted more. Honestly, I mean, that's where I'm at a fight fan. I would have liked an entire episode of just Yori and um, and anybody, Joe and anybody, just an entire episode, 23 (laughs) minutes of throwing hands, throwing hands. Um, but I I enjoyed the fights. I I did. I wish I I wanted more because I enjoyed them. I thought they were really good. They were, and I don't like saying this in anime about fights often, but they were realistic, and I wanted yeah, that. Yeah, you out think of it was going to be over anime. the top shit, but it's not. This isn't like Baki, which still recommend to you to watch Baki. But it's um, batshit crazy. This was it like is actual boxing, crazy, yeah. like actual sweet science, baby. Sweet science, baby. But the whole time, me being a, a bigger MMA fan, the whole time I'm like, Joe, hit him with the spinning back fist. Give him an <laughs> elbow. You'll fuck him up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I But no. I, I had a good time, man. Um, and one thing I really liked about this anime, other than the fights, was um the whole aesthetic behind it. Oh, it I, felt I wanted to like say... something that came out in 1999, 2001. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to say the... the... The animation, I'm looking at it. It also reminds me of like Boondock Saints. I don't know if that. You mean I've the Boondocks? Seen... Oh, yeah. Wow. Boondocks. Yeah. Not Boondock yeah. Saints. I'm thinking that's live action. Um, yeah. It didn't feel like an anime that came out in 2018. It had the quality of one, but it, it had that gritty feel to it, and it was perfect. And I for think this that's what, show. what's going on, though, is that I've, I've watched a lot of anime that if it goes back to that 1990s like feel, but they do a really good job, it doesn't need to be like the new animation styles like i really like it it like puts me in the in in an area in a domain and i was sitting there like this is really good like i don't i forgot who the studio was that did this but do more of that tms no tm no i'm sorry that's that's fruits basket (laughs) get that out of your head right now we're talking about box i don't know if it's the studio but i think it was tbs because i kept thinking like turner broadcast stations but that's what showed up at the end of uh the at the end of the EEOP, God, my my fucking cold brain is ruining me right now. It's okay. At the, at the end of the OP, you're right. Yeah, said, Studios was TMS Entertainment. T. Oh, it was. Oh yeah. shit. Good job, cold brain. 
Dude, honestly, Megalobox, and I'm pretty sure they were the ones who also did. Who yeah, also it was did licensed by it was licensed by Viz Media and it's TMS Entertainment. Look at them go, dude. Killer. Look at them go. Look at Killer. us. Look at T- us. Might be a new favorite studio. No, sorry. I really like what Madhouse does when they do it. Exactly. It's just and never. <laughs> basically, uh, so right before we end, we got to talk about this big fight that happens between Yuri and Joe, uh, which finally Yuri just like, I'm not going to run gear either. And Joe actually has his, you know, blind uh, Yambu or Nambu with him. Um, pretty much trying to coach just from listening and whatnot. And then uh, you had the little kid there with him. Uh, it was a good brawl. I I actually really did enjoy it. And it, you could slowly see is that Yuri changed from like that douchebag that I hated at the beginning of the show to someone that I can respect. Yep. I don't know about you, but he started to see that Joe wasn't just your everyday talking shit kind of guy, that he was really special. And they finally met in terms head on head. I mean, yeah, hand to hand without any enhancements and it, i don't know it was just felt like almost like that knife death match between yusuke and shu yeah where they weren't just the whole time exchanging blows but by the end they started getting at it back and forth and like hitting each other really hard and they're like this is why we fight i'm glad you know i got to meet you joe and then the, they're going at I'm, i don't know it was like really good moment i did enjoy that no i um, really did my only i guess my only upset i hated is the that- ending like ending yeah, the very, very end. I wish it was more clear on who had won, but it was they did. It was artsy, they did. and I'll give it. I'll for what I didn't give eighty six. I'll give this. <laughs> oh yeah, you could fuck off with that. Anyway, no, you're um, right though. It could have. But been you didn't watch the clear. end credits, so you didn't know who won. But they do. They no, do I did. I watched. I watched the whole thing. I just wish it would have been more clear at the time. I wanted to see somebody go down from the punch rather than just see the punch. You know what I mean? Me too. I definitely did because I was watching this whole time. I see Yuri like he's in a wheelchair. I'm like, oh my god, did he paralyze him? What and that's happened? the thing. Like <laughs> that's probably a side effect of his gear. But I would have liked it to been like, you know, at least have him say like it was worth it. Have him acknowledge yeah. that he's in a fucking wheelchair now. You could tell he's happy. Like him and Joe are friends now, and everyone's celebrating by the river where they've been training the whole time, where they called their dojo nowhere. I like that. <laughs> yeah, um, team nowhere. Team nowhere. But it's it's like, um, and it was a good ending, but it, now that I know that there's a second season, I'm sitting here like, why do we need a second season? It seemed well, like it was a pretty grand conclusion. I think the second season is supposed to be um, a few years after, and it's supposed to pick up on like, I don't know if it's going to be like a last Rocky movie where Joe comes back. And he's like, I'm 45 now, but I'm going to beat some ass. <laughs> or it's going to be like Creed where he gives it to uh, someone he might to pass coach. down. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I am interested because it's called Nomad. I, I don't know much about it, obviously, but I've seen the cover art. And Joe's got like a, a beard. He looks like Grizzly fucking Adams. He looks roughed up. He's got a beard? Oh, finally, I we believe have beards so, represented. He, he, he's at least scruffy. Like he's He looks worn the fuck out. So I don't know like, what happened to him after Megalonia. Maybe the Yakuza came back and were like, we're not satisfied with the eye. Haha, stabby, stab, stab to all your friends. And I don't know. Yeah, um, you know what? I, I think I can cosplay as Joe. All right. I think we're going to have to do that now if he gets a nice scraggly beard. That's fair. I will cosplay <laughs> as a, a, a different Joe. You can you can play Nambu. I can play <laughs> Nambu. <laughs> you just have to eye patch both your eyes and walk around blind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'd be like, you all right, Earthworm? It's like, I can't see shit. How do you I'll do just, this? I'll just be looking at a bush being like, I can see it, Joe. 
I can see the fight. <laughs> I can see it. Uh, all getting all emotional. Oh, man. <laughs> but no, closing statements. Uh, we could talk about the rating and all that stuff. If you want to go first, you want me to go first and talk about this. Uh... Uh, I'll, I guess I'll go first. There was a lot I liked about this show. Um, I guess this is one of those shows that you kind of have to go in not expecting to be blown away by, by like we said, the plot or the story or yeah, anything. Yeah, it's not overly, yeah, it's not overly no. thought out. This is a character story about a, some could call bland guy, because Joe, he doesn't really have a whole lot of nuance to his character, but I I really enjoy his character. It's a story about Joe, who is just the ultimate competitor. He just feels alive when he's competing and putting his life on the line to compete, and I liked watching him go through and seeing him compete. Did I have to wonder what Joe's motivations were? Did I have to ever question whether or not he was lying to anybody or being mischievous? No. But I don't think that's really what I would have wanted. I want a straightforward main character for this show, for this just boxing anime about competition. At the end of the day, this show is about competition. Perhaps, you know, a little bit about showing that the underprivileged can fight the overprivileged on the same in the same ring, but like at the end of the day, Straight up, it's about competing and putting your fucking heart, soul, body on the line. So um, I love the aesthetic. I love the look of the show, the hip hop instrumentals, like the whole thing. Oh, music. Was awesome. we, we didn't mention that. That was really good. Really good. I loved the OST. I do have to say, though, the OP was absolute garbage as far it as I'm concerned. It was shit. I know. I, I was really underwhelmed by that. And I, I, I feel bad if anybody, I think it's actually Jeff, the one who introduced this. <laughs> to this show who said to watch this show i think he really likes industrial music if i'm not mistaken so i apologize but i fucking hate industrial music i hate new metal i just hate that sound so i thought it was garbage but like i liked the the fact that they used one scene at the end of the op and threw some like kick drums over it and some instrumentals and then you saw that scene it was a pivotal moment in that episode i thought that was cool it was like, get ready for something to do with this. And you were like, what's a fish have to do with any of this? And then you realize that that's, you know, the fish's eye symbolized Nambu's eye. It was, it was very good in that respect. Mm. So at the end of the day, I'm giving this bad boy an eight because I had a really good time watching it. And everything that it wanted to do, as far as telling the story, it did. It didn't want to world build, but it wanted to show you, you know, Joe and Nambu's and Sachio's story. Okay. Well, I like that. Um, so yes, also Jeff, I'm sorry. Thank you for showing this. Yes. I've been in a really fighting shonen mood. I've been watching like Seven Deadly Sins, which is a little bit more different, but a lot of fighting. So this brought it more to a realistic level. I did like that. I already knew that this wasn't going to be over the top, like thought out, like story. So this definitely, I wasn't mad about that. I knew where they were going with. I, I liked pretty much every character except for the president's daughter. I even forgot her name. I felt like they didn't give enough about her, and her whole connection between Yuri and her was just not really you know build out no she was um, super she, bland honestly yeah like, she there was wasn't bland. a whole lot. she didn't have emotion there yeah she like cried at the end when she heard about what yuri went through and stuff like that that was it you got I don't to know. see her being nice to sachio for a minute but then it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're still a giant tech conglomerate lead so like yeah yeah so i liked all the characters though i i did like the fights though they could have been drawn out more i i would have liked more intense fights i'm a guy that wants to see a little bit more to it. I know it's boxing, but I just wanted to have a little more reads, a little bit more thought out, like mm -hmm. inner monologue for once on like what he was going to do for a game plan to, to attack someone. And it was more of like just showing you, which normally doesn't bother me, but I wanted to see that. 
Um, yeah, I would have liked to learn a little bit more about boxing. Learn yeah, the combinations what, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I like the idea that he wasn't using gear and all that stuff to, you know, really put out Gearless Joe. It gets him the, the, the limelight to why, like, these better-ranked people wanted to fight him to shut him up. It all made sense, though the whole, like, I do this because, you know, my life's on the line every time and the difference between using gear and not gear, I don't know why gear needed to be involved, but once again, it was just for the idea of the show. I get it. Um, the ending fight was amazing, though I wish it could have ended a little better, like Earthworm said, with a, a, a really solid conclusion. But hearing about Joe now, because I haven't even known anything about the second season and knowing he's going to have a beard, he's older now, I really hope he can pass the baton and teach someone else and maybe get like a Joseph Joestar where you get a little bit more into his life and all that. And he gets a little bit more talkative and learn more about him as he's gotten older, maybe teaching some other person. That would be nice, actually. Um, so in the end, I'm going to give this uh, an eight Hell yeah. uh, as well. I was going to give this an eight no matter what. It's just there was definitely some parts where like, is this groundbreaking? No. But I love the aesthetic, like you said. I, as soon as I started this, I was like, oh, I love the look of this anime. Mm -hmm. I really like this look. If, if if more shows did this and then had that great fluid animation and all that stuff, uh, I'd be all down for it with the music. It was, it was good. So, Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear that, dude. Like this was a this was a worthwhile show. I think the Weebology boys also dig this show. So uh Ethan, I'm pretty sure you still listen. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, hit us up. We'll talk about Megalobox, dog. Yeah, we got Megalobox and uh hopefully we'll we'll get some more down the line. But uh so far, Jeff, you're killing it. This is a great recommendation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love hearing that. It was nice so we... to not have super conflicted feelings about this recommendation. And yeah, I had no conflicted feelings. You know, watch some guys punch each other in the head and not have to question my uh, my various sexual preferences. But we you know, appreciate down, you for that. Uh, I'm glad I didn't have to think about sisters for a day, you know? <laughs> yeah, like I didn't have to cross any mental borderlines or anything like that. So it was just a good old-fashioned sports anime brawling anime. <laughs> <laughs> But either Bitch way, ass, I, I'm ass. glad I'm glad you stuck it out, man, with your your cold. You, you know, I, I, oh, I think yeah. you need to get some rest now. So we're gonna I'm have to... I'm I'm not done. I <laughs> I got more shit I got to record today. Yeah, I know. Honestly, you, you, at the, the end of the day, guy. it's just sitting in a chair talking. So as long as my voice doesn't give out, we're cool, man. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Hope you guys enjoyed this listening. It's been a blast to have this nice talk with everyone here. Yeah, and. uh Personal question here. Uh, let us know if you've seen them, how Megalobox stacks up to like Ashita no Joe and Hajime no Ippo and some of the other boxing anime. Curious about that. Absolutely. But anyway, I've been Earthworm. That's JD over there a couple towns over. And uh, we've been the Anime Brothers Podcast. See you later, guys. <laughs>